Bluff City Media presents the Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the first episode. Matter of fact, not even the first episode. This is episode zero of the Anthony Sane Show. I am, of course, your host, Anthony Sane. I'd hope that I'm Anthony Sane. I would hate to put someone else <laughs> up here <laughs> on the debut of uh, the Anthony Sane Show here on uh, Bluff City Media. Got my boy, Kenny Stubberfield, behind hey, the glass. Kenny, how you doing, brother? Man, I am fantastic now that I'm working with you, brother. I can't believe this man, is happening right man, now. Man, this is the second time we've done this. We This is the first time we worked for the same company. Though. Right. We, we shared right. a building before. You worked for one youth organization. I worked for another one. We worked in the same building. We we worked and ministered with the youth of the inner city here in the city of Memphis for many years together. Um, we definitely built a connection. We definitely were both uh, sports fans of the Tigers and Grizzlies. And we love the Lord, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at the same time. And we... Um, we both are now, now here uh, with Bluff City Media here in the beautiful Bluff City Media uh, station. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of what this uh, organization is doing. Me and you met a couple of weeks ago to go ahead and seal the deal. Uh, I was getting courted by the Mark Kings and the uh, Zach Thomases of the world, who are also <laughs> uh, friends of mine. But uh, I have a brother in Kenny Stubberfield who I've known for many years. Who told those dudes to step aside and uh, let me go ahead and close this deal? <laughs> let me close this deal. <laughs> you scrubs, get away! <laughs> hey, hey, scrubs, get away! Let me talk to you, them. <laughs> no one under five foot five allowed in this meeting. Me insane. <laughs> let, let me knock this out. But yeah, uh, I'm excited today, man. Um, not really though. Uh, this is not the terms that I want to start uh, my first show. Uh, I was late in the bed at about 4 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning, I guess you would call. Yeah, Sunday morning. Uh, I kind of deal with insomnia a lot. I kind of have like anxiety problems, Kenny, and it wakes me up a lot in the middle of the night. And I wake up and I check my Twitter. That's the normal routine I do. I wake up because my phone is on sleep mode. I don't get any interruptions during the night. Um, so I, I check my I check my Twitter, check my Facebook. And fellow Bluff City Media uh, member, uh, Alex Wynn of the uh, Grizz Next Gen podcast, which is excellent show, him and uh, Bryson, uh, do that show together. Rock stars, man. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're really tough dudes. Um, I get a DM from him, <laughs> from Alex Witten. And it's John Morant in a video. I'm, I got cold in my eyes, man. I'm half lethargic. I'm, I'm waking up. I'm like, what is this, bro? So I'm like, okay, what did you just show me? Is John in the car? All right, I don't care. And then I go on the look, and they show a still shot of Ja with a gun in his hand. Um, wasn't the news I want to see at 4 in the morning. And I text Alex these exact words. I said... I said, I don't know if I care about this or not at 4 a.m., but let me sleep on it, and I'll tell you how I feel in the morning. You know what I mean? So um, I went back to sleep. I woke up that morning, saw how people were responding to it um, or whatever, and to no surprise, you know, it, it took off like wildfire. I went to my Facebook and saw, you know, Facebook and Twitter are going to have two totally different responses, depending on the person, depending on who your friends are or whatever. So I, I saw the response on Facebook. I saw the response on Twitter. And my initial response was, all right, man, my mom, my dear mother passed away in 2008. You know what I mean? Like, so Mother's Day is different from me anyway. I'm like, man, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with John Morant. He's not my mom. He's not my son. You know what I mean? I don't have, I don't have it. And, and I'm here today, Kenny Smith, to talk about this 
this show wasn't supposed to start until Friday. I gave you, a, I hit you up yesterday. I was like, Kenny, let's go ahead and jump into the studio and do an emergency episode zero before we have our episode, our first episode on Friday. But these are not the terms uh, that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, anything today. Um, but of course, the news, as we know, um, Memphis Grizzlies superstar point guard, John Morant, a man who moves shoes like hotcakes, literally. Um, I don't even know if hotcakes is a good word. Can that's, you a, tell <laughs> listen, I, that's a great word. Uh, that's, that's exactly what he does. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a mover, man. He's a needle yeah. mover. I don't, but the thing is, I, I've been to um, McDonald's plenty of times, Kenny Stubberfield, and hotcakes is something they sell. I've never been to McDonald's and they've told me they're sold out, especially <laughs> not at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I'm not sure that's the best analogy because Josh's shoes, if Josh dropped the shoe today <laughs> with all the stuff that's going on, they will be gone in 15 minutes. Like, I, I can promise you that. He's a. Um, Marketing wonder so far. His shoe with, with Nike has been super successful. Uh, kids love him. My kid loves him. Um, his signature dreads with the colored uh, dreads and uh, colored locks in the front. Have, you know, is you've seen kids getting their hair like that. Adults getting their hair like that. Other NBA players coming to the league with their hair like that. Um, his his shoes sell, merchandise sales, jersey sales. The gritty. He didn't he didn't start the gritty, but he finishes the gritty. You know, kids associate that dance with John Morant now. He's a very marketable NBA player. His face is important. His actions are important. His words are important. Um, he made a, a crucial mistake on Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever, or whenever this video was aired. And I'm here to do a couple things, Kenny Stubblefield. I am here to share my frustration, which is the common denominator to every Memphis Grizzlies fan, every member, every member of, of the city of Memphis who – takes pride in his city, also is frustrated in the things that we've seen uh, with John Morant again. Um, but I'm also here to share some grace, uh, Kenny Stubblefield. We talked about earlier how our past goes back to working with kids in the inner city. And a lot of these things that we see in John Morant, we've seen in so many Demetriuses in the back in the past. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, this, this is where I am, Kenny. In working with kids, you know this. We work with young people for a long time. One of the things that a wise man told me in regards to working with young people or young adults is that, or working, just dealing with anybody, not just working with people where you're, there's a client professional relationship, but just in any type of relationship, they told me that you cannot care about someone more than they care about themselves. That's when it starts getting toxic. That's mm. when it starts getting dangerous. When you when you care about someone in their situation more than they care about their own situation, Kenny, that's not a good place to be. That's not a healthy place to be. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I found myself Sunday morning, and that's why I saw a lot of Memphis Grizzlies fans and a lot of proud citizens of the city of Memphis yesterday where we were caring about John Morant more than he obviously cares about himself. So I'm here today to say John Morant, I refuse to care about you or your image, especially your image. I still care about you, John Morant. But I don't care about, I, at this point, I don't care about your image any more than you do. And you obviously don't care. I, I come to, that's one thing I want to say today, Kenny Smith. I mean, Kenny Stubblefield. You're not Kenny Smith, of course. Our budget would be a little different. I, I, I wish I was Kenny Smith. <laughs> You're a Kenny Smith, man. Our budget would be a lot different, I believe. Yeah. Um, I come to say that, and I also come to extend grace. Um, but I will, I will say this. 
John Morant, I said this on Twitter yesterday, and I hope people understand this. John Morant does not and will not see things the way that we see them as fans or as supporters of this team, this city, this organization. Him, there are people who do we he will he doesn't see it the way that we see it. So there's no point of getting that frustrated about it. Do you understand what I'm saying, bro? Man, I absolutely understand what you're saying. And like, um, he doesn't think in regards to the whole people saying, well, he just he just lost $39 million in a situation where he was not voted to the one of the NBA all-NBA all teams. And that clearly was because of his image, clearly because of the things that he did off the court. There are people who are saying, shouldn't that be less than enough to John Morant? And I'm here to say, no, it's not. Because John believes that he was a victim in that situation because of the stuff that happened with the, the kid, with, with uh, Joshua Holloway, the whole thing with the – Fighting him at his house playing basketball, he feels like he's a victim of that more so than the things that he's done. He's done himself. That's the reason why he has a lawsuit against that young man. John doesn't think that his particular actions are the catalyst of why he didn't make an All NBA team. And me myself, I defended the fact that the All NBA awards should not be based off of character because you start going down, you start going that route. That's a slippery slope to go down when you're when you're, in, when you're involving guys' character and their appearance into how good of a basketball player they are. I, I had that conversation, but I'm also not going to defend John Morant and say that he's validated in not being on an all-NBA team, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, because who's who's the arbiter of the slippery it's slope, job. right? It's and like, I'm, gl I'm glad you're talking common denominator because another thing that I'm tired of people doing, I'm going to tell you a guy that I, I don't know much about John Morant. Um, one of the most personal moments I had with Job was when his baby was born. His baby was born premature, I think. Or she was in the NICU. Something happened. He had some type of, she had some type of birth complication. I can't remember what it was. And I remember being able to relate to John in that moment. And I remember being proud seeing him carrying his baby around his rookie season in the NBA. That's the only thing I really know outside of him playing, putting the ball in the hoop as far as John Moran goes. But someone in this scenario that I know absolutely nothing about is a young man named Devontae Pack that everyone seems to act like they know everything about. Are you, are you familiar, you're familiar with this guy, right? Ab yeah, absolutely. Right. It's his best friend from South Carolina. Right? I don't know anything about that dude. <laughs> I really don't care anything about that dude. And I'm definitely not going to blame him, blame him for the things that John Morant is doing. That's almost like me, um, that's almost like me owning McDonald's and blaming poor customer service on the dudes at the, uh, the people at the counter. No, that's a, organizational problem. Like, I don't I don't have to hire that particular person. Devontae Pack is an associate slash family member slash friend of John Morant. There, he's, John Morant is not being held hostage <laughs> by, the, by this guy. This, 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 Devontae Pack did not kidnap John Morant. Everything John does is under his own free will, and we, I'm not going to blame that guy for stuff that John is doing. If, if when John pulled out the gun yesterday, he was well aware that he was being recorded. He was well aware that Devontae Pack was on IG Live. He had options like, hey, cut the camera off. That's one option. Or number two, oh, I know I got the heat on me. Let me make sure I don't pull this out. But y'all going to see me be on my wrist dude stuff. Y'all going to see that. Y'all going to see that for sure if you don't see nothing else. And I'm not mad at that because Kenny Stuff, I'll tell you this. If I, was, if I was 23 years old, could jump out of a gym, had long flowing locks. <laughs> I got my hair braided out, man. It ain't cause it look cool. I, I'm just scared of what's going. I'm just scared of what's underneath it. I'm scared if I cut it, it might not come back. <laughs> Job's not in that place. 
if I was if I was a millionaire, one of the richest dudes in the city of Memphis, I could look at Fred Smith like, hey, let's go to lunch, man. On me. If I could, if I could, have, if I had that kind of weight, you probably would see me acting a fool on Instagram Live too. I wouldn't have a gun in my hand, but I, I, I would be acting a fool. So I'm not, I'm not knocking this generation of kids. They were born into this. This is what they do. They, they believe in recording everything, stunning, going live, showing off, flossing. That's just what they do. Clout. That's their thing. I don't. I, it's not mine. I'm also 43 years old. I'm 20 years old in job. I'm not knocking any of that, but I do knock him pulling out the gun, showing the gun on live. Didn't make any sense at all. But like I said, Devontae Pack is not holding John Moran hostage. So I don't I don't want to hear the, the stories about the common denominator and all this is Devontae Pack. Well, guess who else is? It's John. It's John Morant. <laughs> it's John Morant, man. It's, it's all on 12, bro. And like I said, um, I'm frustrated about it. I'm highly upset about it. But here's, here's another point I want to make, and here's why I want to extend grace. This isn't going to be a deep philosophical point, a deep spiritual point. Um, but I was listening to um, Jeff Calkins' show today, and I was listening to Chris Harrington when he came on, and I didn't really expect the thoughts that they had, because I've, I've been thinking about what I'm going to say today for all day yesterday. And hearing those guys, what they had to say, I was kind of surprised um, at the, take, the way that they had it, because I, I was prepared to see them just kind of go off on job or just really lay into them, but that didn't really happen. And there was something that Chris Harrington said that I'm going to echo as well as put out as, as my own thought because I felt this totally exact way. What exactly did John Morant do? Now, before I say before I get into this, I know people are going to take this particular clip and run with it. But Kenny Stubberfield, what, what did he do? <laughs> in, in the whole big picture of everything, take – Separated from, I know you can't particularly separate this from everything he's done in the past. We know about the Indiana Pacers incident. And I agree with Chris Harrington. That's the most egregious out of all the stuff. Because we totally, as fans, we just act like that shit never happened. Like the whole, the Indiana Pacers shit was wild as hell, bro. Like we're, we're Jai and his crew were accused of getting into Indiana Pacers players, pulling out guns on them, and, and beams being shot at these guys. And and, I, and I'll be honest. I think the only reason why that was dismissed is because they they couldn't prove that that actually happened. Because right. there's no level of surveillance that can go inside of the car and tell you what John and them had on them. I believe that actually fucking happened, bro. You know what I mean? So like, like that's that's the wildest out of all the things John's done. The alleged Indiana Pacers stuff that I saw 90% of fans yell fake news at, and the media are coming at us, and they're just trying to tear John down. No, that mess sounded wild. That mess sounded real. And, and I'll say this, I'll put that out there now. I, that That is easily the wildest thing that John's done to me, or he's been a part of. On top of that was the stuff in the mall, then the Joshua Holloway stuff, and then, you know, the the, the flashing the gun on Instagram. Those are your, your major stories. I might be leaving one out, but those, that's the stuff that I can recall. Um, but with that being said, what if, because the thing that bothers me today is you're seeing people, the Chandler Parsons of the world, they're hollering out, uh, suspend him for a year, or oh he's gonna get the Gilbert Arenas. You know he got away last time. He's gonna get he's gonna get fifty. He's gonna get the Gilda, Gilda, Gilbert Arenas, or you know we can't trade Tyus now because John's gonna be out. You know <laughs> thirty games or or whatever. You know Adrian Wojnarowski's talking about oh uh, they're gonna get him this time and and Adrian Wojnarowski said that same shit last time too. If if you just want to just check the record, um, if he didn't, he said something close to it. Everyone was assuming John was gonna get killed. Uh, last time with the uh, punishment. But I'm here to ask, if the NBA is to suspend John Morant, what exactly are they 
are they suspending them for? Because like I said in the beginning of, of this show, of this segment, I don't care about Ja's public image at this point because he clearly doesn't. He doesn't care about the Nike deal. He doesn't care about, who was it, Powerade? Who was it? Somebody like that? Yeah, Powerade. Uh, they had that whole campaign, mm -hmm. right, where they were doing, I think yeah. T was a part of it, Ja was a part of yeah. it. And he clearly doesn't seem to care about any of that. Yeah. Or he wouldn't move so reckless. Yeah. So why? What is the NBA punishing him for? Because by law, he he there is no rule in the NBA that he clearly broke. Because the gun, he he is legal to carry a gun in in Tennessee. He went live acting a fool with his friends with his friend in his car. I think he was at home. I think he was at his property. It's legal to put out content on the internet. Right. He's, he's, he with has a gun. A, he's, right. He, um, I want to say he was at home. Um, I don't know if alcohol was involved. If I was a bad man, I bet it probably was. But I don't know. I, it wasn't clearly in the alcohol involved. Uh, I didn't see anyone in in close uh, proximity to Ja or to Devontae Pack. Seemed like they were out there by themselves. They weren't in, they weren't in the public. I didn't see anyone in, in in possible danger. I don't think the I don't think they were fleeing a crime or the scene of a crime. I don't think they were headed to a crime. Um, and I know people are gonna take this as me making an excuse for a job, but I'm I am asking the question. Legally, did he violate anything? And according to clear, precise NBA rules, did he violate anything? And the answer to both of those, in my mind, in my same brain, is no. Now, if someone wants to tell me something different, sure. Chris Harrington hit on this too, where he said that it's a matter of um, the NBA NBA's image. Like, well, I can't I can't think of the wording right now. You might can help me out, Kenny. Like, um, like it's a bad look for the league and co basic code of conduct or that type of stuff. And I get that too, but that's not a fifty game suspension. Right. That's not even a twenty five game suspension. Right. You got to remember that last time when Ja did this. This happened in the middle of the season, on a road game, in a public place, with alcohol, gun drawn, people all around him. Anything could have happened. This is just job being goofy with one of his friends and being, if, if you want to use words like dumb, idiot, stupid, irresponsible, immature, dangerous, hey, stick them in there. All those words, you know, can apply. But this situation is not the same thing as what we saw in Utah. And if we saw this, if we saw this last summer, we probably have been hard. Oh, Casamigos twelve, and <laughs> laughed at it, and it wouldn't have even been a thing. But on top of everything that's going on, it's it's definitely a bad look. But I will say that it's not how people are trying to act about it. Because I'll, I'll I'll say this right here, Ken, you've got national media guys who are destroying John Morant, who are saying he's dumb, he's stupid, he's about to blow the bag, he's about to be this. <laughs> I also heard Keyshawn Johnson say, and this is what these guys are really saying. This, this is what people have to understand. Keyshawn Johnson said this. He was like, yeah, just send him to L.A. We'll take care of him. We'll, we'll get him right. He didn't say these words, but, you know, if, if, ja, if ja gets traded, and, and I'm not going to have this discussion today at all. This is a totally different conversation. I'll let everyone talk about this because it's stupid talk to me. If you, if you trade Ja Moran and he goes to L.A. or he goes to New York, or he goes to Phoenix to upgrade Chris Paul or whatever you're doing in Phoenix. This entire narrative from these national people will change. Changes. It's going to change. They're going to talk about how good those teams are going to be with John Morant 100%. and how getting him away from the hillbillies in Memphis right. is all he needed. 
it's a redemption. It becomes a re- right. redemption story right. instead of a crushing right. story. Get him away from the hillbillies and the thugs in Memphis, and John Moran will be fine. That, that's the to- that that narrative will totally change. That's why it bothers me to see people in Memphis feeding into these bullshit narratives that you're hearing about John Moran today, because. I, I know people are gonna think I'm making this Austin. I'm, a, I'm making this a racial thing. But if Austin Reeves was up posting a gun, we say, "Oh, look at that country boy with that rifle." <laughs> I mean, and we were like, "Oh, it's a good old look at country ass, you know, AK-15." That's what we'd be saying. You know what I mean? AR-15. I mean, that's what we'd be saying. His damn nickname is AR-15, AR-15, bro. That's his nickname. But I, I'm, you can make that a racial thing if you want. But that's a cultural and a perception thing. That um, and I'm not defending job because the thing is, like I was telling. Uh, one of my godsons uh, yesterday, perception is reality in this country and in this world. It's a horrible look for what Ja Morant is doing. Seeing Ja cosplaying like he's a thug is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's, shout out to Moneybag Yo who put out the palm face emoji yesterday on Twitter. Because, man, he's like, dude, we don't even be doing all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you're you're an NBA player trying to be trying to live the life of a thug or, or a rapper, but man, we don't even move like that. You know what I mean? So it's it's seeing Ja cosplaying thug life is 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 scary at times because you know that can go wrong. Somebody can can call this, can pull this card on that type of stuff. It's hilarious at times because you know that's not who he is. And you get the memes, you get the songs, you get the photoshops, the edits, all these type of things. But it's it's stupidity and all those type of things. But again, I ask the question, what exactly is the NBA about to suspend John Morant for? And even with that, even if even if they do, if they don't suspend John Morant, there's something I can guarantee you that's going to happen, Kenny Stubblefield. Guess what that is? What's that? He's going to come back. He's going to dunk on some dude or he's going to do some wild reverse layup or some crazy pass, throw the, throw the joggles up. And Memphis is going to love John Moran again. And the NBA is going to love John Moran again. You know how I know that? I just saw it a few months ago. <laughs> right. right. I, was in, I was in FedEx 4 when everyone was calling him Jawick and, you know, whatever they were calling him. Yeah. All of that. And he came down and did this ridiculous layup and this ridiculous dunk. And it was, he was 12-ski again. You know what I mean? So. I have um, a narrative question for you. Go ahead, bro. One of the things that, and this is the second time, obviously, mm-hmm. that this has happened with him. Um and it was, I th- it felt a little bit louder to me last time. Yeah. Um, I have my thoughts on it, but I wanted to hear yours. What are what are your thoughts on this this narrative that's being thrown out about him, or not even narrative, but just this responsibility mm-hmm. that that the media, the greater you know, mm-hmm. me, the greater NBA media is putting on Ja in terms of the culture around him. Him propping up a a gun culture by carrying a weapon and showing it on Instagram. I, and again, I want to say I'm echoing what you're saying. I'm mm-hmm. not excusing anything that has happened oh, no. over these by last no few months at all. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on that that idea that somehow Ja is responsible for everybody that looks up to him, the kids that look up to him, and and he's promoting and I'm holding up quotation mm-hmm. marks right now, he's promoting a gun culture that needs to stop. What are your thoughts on that? I think he has to own that, man. I mean, that's that's the heart of what I'm saying today when I talk about perception being reality. Whether that's your intention or not, 
your actions are putting you in those type of conversations. Like that's just it just is what it is, whether you promote those things or not. I remember um I posted a somebody said something and I was kind of being braggadocious on Twitter or basically it was Monday. So <laughs> so uh Right, like that right. was that a Tuesday <laughs> yeah, or was that know. a Thursday? Or? So um I was talking about crowning something or being the king or something, and I used the R. Kelly meme, R. Kelly uh, clip of him putting the crown on his head or whatever. And this lady is torn to me about using R. Kelly. I didn't mean nothing by it. Like I, I, you know, I'm not supporting him, you know, doing whatever he did or whatever. But I used R. Kelly, and this lady tore into me for using it. And I had to eat that because I'm like, okay, I, I invited that conversation by using that particular clip. You know what I mean? So. I get I get that. He he's he can't he's not I don't think he's he's clearly not doing anything illegal. And I don't think he's did anything that particularly violate NBA rules. It's all a perception thing. It's, it's making the NBA look bad. And he's kind of saying F you to the Memphis Grizzlies, F you to the NBA, F you to the city of Memphis, because he's like, man, I'm I'm going to be reckless. That's another thing too, man. I think we should stop being frustrated with John and stop getting mad with John because this this is who Ja is, man. Like, he's probably going to be like this for a while. You probably just have to wait Ja out if you care that much. And, and that's just what it is. Zach Randolph, everybody say, oh, Zebo needs to talk to Ja. Penny needs to talk to Ja. I, I'm not going to assume that those conversations haven't already happened. You know what I mean? And the thing is, we also have to remember, when Zach Randolph came to Memphis, I want to say he was 30. Or he Come was on, like man. 28, 29 years old. Come on, man. Ja's 23. You might have to wait a while before Josh slows down. And but guess, let's not forget where Zebo came from. He came from the Jailblazers, yeah, bro. Yeah, and, and, and Ja ain't doing nothing like what Zebo was doing. Go check the stats. Go check history. Zebo was wilding, like for real. And Zebo got arrested in 2017. <laughs> he was almost 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? In Watts, bro. <laughs> right. In Watts. Right. So uh, with Ja, this is just kind of who he is, man. And I, I don't think. And, and, like, there are people who are making light of the whole therapy thing and the time that he spent. Um, I'm not going to defend him there at all, but I will say, just like developing an NBA championship-quality team, development is not always linear. You know what I mean? That's such a perfect line, saying you're, you're probably going to see a lot of this type of stuff from John. It's no, just it's just kind of who he is, man. None of our lives have been linear, no, saying no. Like, none of our lives, our development no. as men, right. as fathers Parents. now, as as – Divorce man over here. As I people who have, I mean, you got two kids that you are responsible for yeah. to help grow and develop. Mm -hmm. How many times do I f up every man. single week, man? The, the way I raised Gabe is not the way I raised Sabrina. When, when Sabrina was a little girl, man, anything Sabrina would do, I was trying to kill her. Like, I, I rarely had to discipline Gabe because I've gotten wiser in time. I was 25, um, you know, I was 25 then, and I'm, four, I'm 43 now. So I've I've got that added level of wisdom. Um, I know this is gonna come off as if I'm being light or I'm making excuses for Ja. I'm clearly not. I'm I'm really frustrated. I'm done trying to. Um, I'm done being concerned with things that he doesn't seem to be concerned about. You know what I mean? Like he, his public image, these type of things, they don't matter to him. But like I said, um, I'm not. We'll we'll talk more basketball X's and O's, trade this, do that. We'll talk all those things Friday. But today, I just want to talk about the issue at hand, which was seeing him on the clip uh, doing what he was doing. Another thing, too, a lot of people are talking about, uh, we talked about Devontae Pack earlier. I will say this about Devontae Pack. Um, 
a lot of things are easier said than done. Kenny, we I talked about how because of when we worked with kids in youth ministry, how we knew that there were kids who didn't value themselves as much as we valued them, or they didn't care about their own situation as much as we cared about, how that can be a toxic situation, how as fans we should look at the job thing the same way. You have to also look at the Devontae Pack situation the same way. Kenny, I know you remember a lot of kids who, they were brothers, but they weren't really brothers, you know what I mean? Or they were brothers and sister, or they were cousins, or that's my dad, or that's my aunt, or that's whoever, but there was no blood between them. Right. They might have lived in the same house. Right. They may have lived across the street. Their mom and dad may have used to date. Their grandmama and granddaddy might date it or whatever. Or I ate more meals at their house than I ate at my own. That's something we saw a lot, you know, with the kids that we worked with. I'm in no position to tell John Morant who he needs to have around him as his friends. All I can do is hope the best for the people that he chooses to have around him. I'm not in a position to tell that man, nah, man, you need to cut Devontae Pack off. I've heard John Morant say out of his mouth, that's my family. That and ain't going to happen, It's guys. not happening. He's not going to cut that dude off, man. That's like telling him to cut his brother off. Like, it, it, it is like that. It's, he doesn't he – doesn't, we are the same fan base that when John Morant first came into the league as a rookie, when John was yelling out loyalty over everything, we were co-signing, we were co-signing him for saying loyalty over everything. Right. And now that we see what loyalty over everything actually looks like, now we're telling this man to cut this dude off. Now, am I not saying – am I saying am I saying that Devontae Pack – his behavior is the best thing for Ja, or he's not co-signing a lot of bullshit that Ja's on, and if those two energy gets together and dumb shit jumps off, I'm not saying that at all, because we clearly see what's going on. But I'm not going to tell you that he needs to, he has to cut that dude off. What they both need to do is learn how to fucking grow up as young men and mature together, take this money that, that, that one, of the, one of the brothers has, 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 has lucked into and has worked himself into, and turn that into something like what LeBron James did. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys have done in the past. Because right now they're just, they're celebrating the spoils of their riches and, 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 and the outcome of it is, are these toxic situations that you're seeing, these ridiculous situations that you're seeing where uh, John Moran is, like I said earlier, cosplaying the street life or cosplaying being a thug and, and, and he's writing, writing checks that his ass is having to cash at this point. Because like he's, he's constantly going to lose money because of this stuff. I do think there will be some type of discipline. I think all the the, the doomsday stuff you're hearing, the 40, 50 days, and next Gilbert Arenas, the Gilbert Arenas situation is totally different than what you're seeing with John Morant. It's Absolutely. A, it's, not, it's by no means the same situation. Gilbert Arenas was found with a gun on him, with intent, with threatening intent. In, to a teammate. In, <laughs> to a in teammate, the locker room. In the locker room of NBA, in the NBA facility. John Morant being at his house, acting an ass. Um, and flashing a gun for a millisecond on Instagram Live is not the same thing as Gilbert Arenas. I do think that the NBA and the Grizzlies need to do something to make him feel this. I think that is going to happen. There's going to be something to punish him. But I'm telling you, man, by the time that the NBA season rolls back around, especially if he doesn't get suspended or if it's time this, if it's some type of punishment that's given to him off the court like before the season even starts, as soon as you hear John Morant's name come out in the top five, I mean, in the starting five, and he does some wild layup or he dunks on somebody or he throws that pass, it'll be it'll be electric and FedEx for him like it always is. I agree. And, and I just tell you, if you're a Grizzlies fan, buckle up. This is who John Morant is. <laughs> he doesn't get it. He won't get it. All I can, Only advice I have for you is to wait him out. 
wait him out, man. That's all you can do. If you're going to be a fan of the team, if you're going to be a fan of his, if you're going to pull for the city, pull for whatever has to do with John Morant, you just got to wait him out, man, because he's not. he doesn't see it the way that we see it. He, he won't see it the way that we see it. It just is what it is. Don't stress yourself out. I hope you were able to enjoy your mothers uh, on yesterday on Mother's Day. Hope that all the mothers who are listening enjoyed their kids. Job brother, we love you, man. We uh, wish the best for you. I want to see you uh, be the best player you could be here in the city of Memphis. I don't want to see your – because here's the thing. I don't think Ja is going to do anything that's going to put his life in danger. I don't really think anything is going to be fatal to his NBA career. Um I think he's. I think this will be a reformation story. But Kenny Subfield, we talked about this earlier. People love a good reform, uh, a reformation story, a good comeback story. But people love a fall from great story too. And 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 that's what I'm seeing a lot of that I have a problem with. But the job, uh, if if you're listening to the hottest show in the city of Memphis, if you're watching the hottest show in the city of Memphis, brother, we love you. We want to see you develop here. We want to see you get it here. We want to see you be an awesome dad here. We want to see you get married or don't get married or whatever. We want to see you be a family man and mature here in the city of Memphis, man, because we know that this city needs you. We know that you uh, can be that guy that can, you know, take us to the promised land. We, we You're one of the better players in the NBA. Um, but we just got to wait it out with you, man. We we Kenny, there's nothing nothing we can do. This is just kind of what you're going to see little incidents like this with Job probably often until he finally gets it. And I would say this. Yeah. We live in the city of Memphis, man. Mm-hmm. How long have how long have we had to wait out the city of Memphis, right? right. Like we love this city, man. Mm-hmm. We're loyal to the city. Like we, we understand. We pray every day the city gets it. Right. There's there's right. always that the history of this city. There's things mm-hmm. that we wish that we could change. But if you live here and you love this city, man, you understand right. that loyalty runs super deep yeah. here. It's the same way with Ja, man. We do not do that to our own, man. Mm-hmm. We do not. We do not just d- like. Abandon our own. I don't 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 act like I'm not. I'm I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing? But but these same people, the Stephen A. Smiths, the whoever, these same people who are taking the shit on Ja today and will be taking the shit on him in the middle of the playoffs, which is wild. But all these people who are doing these things, let him get traded to a major market and watch how quick the narrative changes about Ja Morant. You'll see a reclamation story like never before behind him and a machine behind him to make those things happen. So, um, like I said, man, it's it's unfortunate, um, but it's 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 an optic thing, and and it's that's the NBA's business, that's the Grizzlies' business, that's John Morant's business. As a fan of the Grizzlies, I just want the dude to go out there and play basketball and be incredible. You know what I mean? I don't really care about any of this other stuff, man. You know what I mean? So, um, I would love to see him figure it out. Um, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> Gird yourselves up, Kitty. How many times working with kids do we see kids who, like, man, they would have like a three, four month run of just being on point, and then you look up and they've just done the dumbest shit you ever seen in your life. You know what I mean? Or you gotta go bail. You gotta go see them in jail, or you know what I mean? Like, it, it just happens, man. Like, and, and I worked, I worked with kids in elementary school camps. I worked them and yeah. and as being a teacher assistant for little kindergartners. And I've seen worked with kids in the correctional side, in in behavioral health centers, you know those type of things. And you just see kids; they're all over the place. And John Moran is not a child, but he's a product of that environment. Even as an adult, he's still you know learning to become a man. Um, it's unfortunate. It sucks. I wish he would. I wish he would grow the hell up like today. But I'm telling you, it's not going to be a linear process. He's he's not going to be better overnight. 
and he might be better for a month, and then he might do something that's dumb. This is kind of who Ja is. I'm not going to make excuses for him. I'm not going to blame Devontae Pack. I'm not going to blame T. Morant. I'm not going to blame the city of Memphis. This is Ja Morant from whatever town he's from, South Carolina. What is it? I don't know. Okay. Sumter. Yeah, Sumter, wherever he's from. This is him. This is all, you know, who he is. Um, I wish him the best. I need him to go out there and play basketball. Um, like I said, man, I can't really care any more than you care. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do that, man. The, the youth worker in me uh, would not allow me to care for John Morant uh, or his situation or his image or his Nike deal or whatever. I don't care about any of that. If you don't care, man, I don't care. And you clearly don't care. Um, or you don't get it, you know what I mean? So um, I, I really think that, you know, it's not much I can do. But, uh, Kenny, that was a good episode zero of the Anthony Sane Show, powered by the good people at Bluff City Media. Uh, shout out to Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass. Uh, it was a dream come true, man. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here, bro. We will be here uh, Friday for episode one of uh, the Anthony Sane Show. Uh, I plan on having a guest. I'm not sure who that will be. But you will see more of what this will actually look like uh, moving forward here every week uh, on Friday. Have we, do we have a time when we uh, our release time will be? It'll be released at 3 p.m. every Friday. Yeah, 3 p.m. every Friday. I'm not sure what time you're going to be watching this episode uh, that we're recording today. But thank you guys for tuning in. Follow Bluff uh, City underscore media. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Bluff, Bluff City underscore, underscore media, media on, on all Twitter, social media. Everything, yeah. Everything. Check it out. Uh, follow us. Subscribe on YouTube. Thank you guys. Thank everyone for the support. Um, you guys have been shown on all over social media. For me, people want to know how to support those type of things, how to subscribe. Uh, thank y'all for the pouring out of things. Um, this is exciting. We'll see you guys Friday. Uh, but until then, man, we up out of here. Thank you for listening to The Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.